Hi, this is Joni Carley at LeaderfulEdge.com. Along with my corporate work and work with individual business owners, I also work at the United Nations on values-driven leadership. And yesterday I was co-leading a workshop on human rights and values. And the workshop gave me an opportunity to go through the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. And it's just a wonderful read. I'm going to post it so you can see below. The one that stood out for me yesterday particularly was Article 23 because it addresses that everyone has the right to work, to just conditions of work, to protection against unemployment, to equal pay for equal work, to sufficient pay to ensure a dignified existence for oneself and one's family, and the right to join a trade union. Somehow the trade union jumped out at me, and I totally believe in the right to join a trade union, and I believe that the problems in Wisconsin and New Jersey and some of the other states where governors are trying to bust the unions are all the more reason why unions need to exist. And yet, in this document, it seems like everything is pretty organic about the right to freedom of thought and consciousness, the right to move around. And yet, when I see the right for union, that doesn't seem so organic. That seems so man-made. And it seems like a union is something we need to protect the rest of the distinctions in Article 23. But I think the real job ahead of us is maybe to make unions obsolete. My dad had a company and he didn't have unions, but when anyone came and asked to organize a union, he always said, I'll give you a day off with pay. You go around and interview companies where unions are, and if you see them getting a better deal than what we're doing here, let me know and we'll make the deal better. So he realized that putting a middle person in there wasn't necessarily the way to have the best communication. And I can't say my dad was the best of communicators, but I think he was on to something. He wasn't about busting unions. He was about making the workplace dignified and equitable and a great place to work. And indeed, it was a great place to work, and people made way more money than their counterparts in other places. And part of that, he thought, was because he wasn't tied by union deals, and he thought that ultimately his workers would do worse with the unions in. But that requires a certain kind of consciousness of leadership, which he had. And uh, I can't say that he was a full-spectrum leader, but he was successful, and I, I do think he was on to something with this. And uh, so I ask you, think about in your business, maybe your business doesn't deal with being a union shop, but still there's something here to mine, and that is if there was a union there demanding the very best of the very best for everyone working with and around you, what would go into place? And what can you do to put that in place? That's not to invite a union in or out. Either way, I, I'm not weighing in on that. But what I am weighing in on is how do you make the workplace dignified? How do you make it just? How do you bring a higher level of compassion into your workplace so that you're really contributing to the workers who in turn contribute that vitality out into their families and into the world? And in what ways is your workplace draining vitality out of the people there? And manage that, handle that, because wherever you're doing that is where you're shooting yourself in the foot with your own profits and your own leadership capacity. All the best. Have a great day.